Welcome to What the Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner. Time is an equal opportunity employer. Each human being has exactly the same number of hours and minutes every day. Rich people cannot buy more hours, scientists cannot invent new minutes, and you cannot save time to spend on it another day. Even so, time is amazingly fair and forgiving. No matter how much time you've wasted in the past, you still have an entire tomorrow. Dennis Waitley. As... We kick off this episode of What the Wealth. This is episode 11. I'm your host, Jonathan Bedner. We wanted to talk about goals and just do a check-in. And uh, I'm actually recording this from the beach. So if you hear some background noise, I apologize. There's actually a golf cart that just rode, rode by. I sat down in the recliner at the beach when we got here Friday. This may have been Saturday. And under the side table of the recliner, was a, a kind of a long basket that held cardboard cutouts, paper cardboard, it was flexible, and it had a bunch of quotes on it. And literally, this is the first one I pulled out, this quote that I read at the beginning of this. And I think that it is uh, very important to realize that Time gets very, very busy for all of us. There's a lot going on. There's a lot that's grabbing our attention. Uh, There's a lot of things we want to do. There's a lot of things we want to accomplish. And we can get sucked into these traps of feeling like we're not getting our goals achieved. And I think that the very end of this that says no matter how much time you've wasted in the past, you still have an entire tomorrow is something incredibly important to focus on. Sometimes I fall uh, victim or, or feel guilty about time I've wasted and things that I should do. And I always think, well, if I could go back and change it. And I think that, the, you know, if we rephrase uh, how we think about some of these goals or tasks that we're trying to do, um, or even some of these maybe smaller micro actions I'm I'm big into micro actions lately where, you know, we think about these super big goals we want to accomplish, whether it's write a book and I need to write 50,000 words or uh, I want to uh, save, uh, you know, a million dollars or, you know, I want to bike across the United States or I want to hike the Appalachian Trail, whatever, whatever the goal may be. We, for some reason, we always think about it in this giant, this, the, the overarching goal. And what we really fail to do most of the time is break it down into smaller micro actions that make it possible to achieve that goal. So, you know, if, if you want to write a book, and instead of saying, I need to write a book on history or personal finance, or maybe you're going to write a comedy or a romance or whatever. It's often easier to just sit down and say, I'm going to write, you know, 500 words a day, or I'm going to write one chapter a week. 
And that one chapter, those 500 words, don't actually even have to be perfect. All they need to do is to get the ideas on the paper. Because what you're going to do is then you're going to go back and you're going to edit. And then you're going to edit again. And then you're going to refine. And you're going to edit a third time. And you're going to edit a fourth time. And then you're going to proofread. And so you're really just trying to get the initial thoughts on paper. Same thing for reading a book. You know, my goal originally starting out was to read 12 books this year. And I'm about halfway through. I'll spare you the books because they're mostly personal finance and business related books. But my goal is to, to read 12 books a year this year, one every month. And uh, I'm about on pace. I think I've gotten four read. I should have five done through May. I think I've got four done. And so I don't necessarily care that I'm reading one book a month. That's kind of my macro action. Uh, and I'm hoping that I follow that. At the end of the year, I want 12 books completely read. And if I just stay on this one book a month target, then I should obviously achieve that by the end of the year. But if I don't get a book read in the month or completely read in the month, then that doesn't mean that I've totally failed my goal because I am doing these micro actions where I am reading some every week or every night or three nights a week. So I am moving towards that target. And instead of going back and thinking about, again, if I go back and look at that quote and it says, no matter how much time you've wasted in the past, you still have an entire tomorrow. And I think that that's incredibly important to remind ourselves of, you know, if I didn't read last night, that's okay. I still have all of tomorrow. If I can read one chapter tomorrow, or if I can read 10 pages tomorrow, then those micro actions compound, they build, and they get me to where I need to be, which is my goal of those 12 books read. This Again, you could use anything here. I've obviously talked recently about reading a book and writing a book, but it could be hiking the Appalachian Trail. You're probably not going to just say, I'm going to go hike the Appalachian Trail and not do any planning, just show up and start walking. You need to plan food. You need to plan how many miles a day you're going to walk. You need to plan the weather. You need to plan, I say you need to plan the weather. You need to look at the weather and kind of make plans around the weather is what I mean to say. Um, but all of these micro actions pre-planning for this goal will allow you to stay on track for your actual micro actions goals that you're setting so that, you know, you can actually complete the entire hiking of the Appalachian Trail. This can be used for, again, weight loss, getting into shape, saving money for retirement or saving money for a different goal, reading a book, writing a book. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever the goal is you want to do, uh, I encourage you to break it down into smaller bite-sized chunks so that you can actually accomplish the goal. I go back, again, I go back to, we have these broad ambitions of, it's almost like this conquering the world type of feel. That may not be the right way to say that, but I'm, I'm just kind of speaking from the heart. But we have these broad ambitions of, of things we want to do. Uh, I want to visit every continent or I want to build a house. I, I want to, uh, whatever the goal may be. And I, again, I realize I'm rambling some, but you have to be able to channel that into 
smaller steps in order to achieve your goals, or you're probably never going to get your goals actually accomplished. And that's, again, in the personal finance world, what most people do is they save money out of every paycheck automatically into their 401k. And once you fast forward 30 years and you're looking back, you've built this really, really nice nest egg to supplement your income in retirement. The same methodology needs to be planned for the rest of your goals. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. As far as goals for financial planning, there's a couple things I think you should do, and, and it's kind of a mid-year check-in. This is going to allow you to monitor your progress of your financial goals. And if you're not on track, it'll give you the ability to make the necessary adjustments. So for the next six months, you have some of those goals completed and checked off and, and it's complete. So you want to re review your tax withholding. Uh, if you've done your taxes and gotten a bill or a refund by now, and I realize not everyone has done that because you have till July 15th uh, due to the CARES Act and the coronavirus pandemic we've seen, that deadline has been pushed back. So you may not have actually filed, but if you have, you know, you may want to adjust your tax withholding to withhold more or withhold less, depending on if you owed more or got a refund. The second thing you want to look at is you might want to look at topping up your emergency fund. If you had a dip into your emergency fund earlier this year, you want to start replacing the amount that's depleted. So, you know, if, if your emergency fund was $20,000 and you need to use 4000 you may want to start, as we can try to get back to normal, start trying to replenish that $4,000 you needed to use in order to, to get your emergency fund back up to the levels it should be. In this example, $20,000. It may not be a bad idea to add an extra one to three months worth of essential expenses to your fund, just given the current level of economic uncertainty. Obviously, the market has rallied very, very quickly uh, and significantly back up to to close to highs. We're not down near as much as we were back on March 23rd, but we still have a super high level of unemployment and you just never know when the next emergency may hit you. So you may use this time as a kind of a wake up call to say, you know, maybe my emergency fund isn't as high as I really would like or, or I'm comfortable with it being. So maybe you add an extra one to three months worth of uh, funds just to give you a little bit added cushion. If, uh, if you've got the $4,000 you use, like I said, if you use 4000 you went from 20000 down to sixteen. I wouldn't expect you to be able to replenish that $4,000 right off the bat. You may want to do $500 a month or $250 a month or something like that to get it rebuilt back up. And it may take some time. That's okay. Uh, it doesn't have to be all done at one time. Give yourself some freedom, some, some flexibility, and some time to uh, get, your, get your emergency fund built back up. You might want to consider rebalancing your portfolio. Depending on who you're, who you're following or who you're talking to, uh, a lot of times it's recommended to rebalance at least once a year. There are investments that will rebalance for you if you are invested in them. Not every investment will do this, um, but it is possible that some of yours will. But, you know, we've seen this precipitous drop. We've seen the market rally back up. Um, and so now might be a good time to, to say, you know, I, I'm not taking on the level of risk that I really want, or I'm taking on more risk than I really want. 
And now's a good time to maybe rebalance because you've had this market not only drop, but you've had it significantly recover. Now we're not all the way back to where we were at the all-time highs, but we're, we're pretty close. Uh, we're, not, we're not far off. So uh, this may give you a chance to kind of reset your portfolio to make sure that uh, you're, you're on target to meet some of your goals. If you haven't updated your will and life insurance, um, you might, you might want to just kind of take a look and see where you stand. So if you've gotten married, divorced, had a child, had another child, you, you may want to change your will. You may want to update your life insurance policy to reflect these changes. It's easy to get caught up in life and not go back and, and reevaluate some of these documents, uh, but it's important that we do that. Uh, your 401k, if you're on track to max out your retirement account for the year, you need to look and see if you are or you're not. If not, you may want to adjust that so that you're maxing out to be able to get those benefits for for the 2020 fiscal year. You know, I would look at your 401k, your HSA health savings account, which we talked about last time, uh, Roth IRAs and traditional IRAs. These are kind of the cornerstones of your financial plan to determine if you're going to be on track for retirement. So you want to try to max those out if you can. You want to do a quick budget check. Budgets are not sexy. They're not fun. But the, these cash flows, especially month, month over month cash flows, will allow you to see where you spend your money, especially in times like this when you may have lost your job or you may be uncertain about your job. This is a really great time to just spend some time evaluating your budget, where you're spending money. Is that a wise use of money in the current time? And you may want to rein some things in, um, and you can always turn those expenses back on later if you want, not to pick on a subscription, but that's kind of an easy one. You know, if you want to turn off your serious satellite radio subscription right now, just to kind of make sure that uh, you don't have serious Apple Music and Amazon Music, or maybe you just have one of those. Maybe you won't miss it if you if you turn it off. But if you're not sure about your 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 job, your emergency fund, you know, really there's some uncertainty still out there. This is a good time to maybe just do a budget reset, check in, track some of your expenses, see if you're really using everything you're paying for. If you are, great. If you're not, you know, make some adjustments. And then finally, I think you should check your credit report. It's very, very important. We live in a time of high identity theft. There is fraud that constantly surrounds us. And, you know, you want to make sure that you are, are out there looking at your annual credit report to see if you've been a victim of fraud or some sort of financial scheme. So I encourage you to check that. We'll talk more about that later on in the year when I talk about knowing your numbers and some of the importance of, of all of the numbers in your uh, net worth and financial credit report and some of these other ideas. But you definitely want to check your, your credit report. So we've kind of gone fast today. Uh, I don't, I don't want to go really much longer. I just want to kind of hit some quick quick topics to say, Here's what you're doing in this month. It's, it's a great mid-year halftime report to kind of go through and see where we stand through six months of the year. What can we still adjust and make changes on now, knowing that we still have six months left to accomplish the goals we've set out at the start of the year. Again, very, very important. Micro actions take small baby steps 
this gives you a sense of, of winning. Uh, Dave Ramsey says it really, really well. In my opinion, it creates gazelle intensity and it builds momentum. So every time you're checking one of these micro action boxes off that you've completed it, it gives you a boost of energy. It gives you some excitement and it encourages you to go to the next box and work on that little micro action or that mini micro goal. Check that off. Once you do that and you've started knocking two, three, four, five, six of these off, then you're getting closer and closer and closer to your bigger overarching goal and you're building momentum, you're building energy. And I think that that really is a way to help drive some excitement to making sure that you accomplish these goals and not make it so overwhelming. A lot of times when we think of these goals, like I said earlier, it's just this overarching kind of your goal, you really want to accomplish it, but, but it almost becomes like dead weight and you start to not forgive yourself for, for getting it done. And then you start to look back on time wasted and wish I would have done this five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And I really think you need to reframe the way you look at that and forgive yourself if you're not making progress and remind yourself you have 24 hours tomorrow to start making action, taking action, and doing these micro actions. So start working on on your goals if you haven't. Take baby steps. Build the gazelle-like intensity. Build the momentum. Again, I'm, I think I got four of the books read. Working on five right now. So I'm a little behind, but that's okay. My goal was 12 books at the end of the year. I hope that I'm able to do that. And, you know, I'll give a a check-in update once we get closer to the end of the year. So, as always, create the life you love. Join us next time on the What the Wealth podcast. Subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love. The information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Paradigm Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax advisor.